Yo, 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 yo. <laughs> yeah. Boy, are we feeling good today? We got a special presentation. But first, let's hit us up square circle 101 at twitter. I'm sorry, at gmail.com. Talk to smack 101 is at Twitter. You know where to find us. We're on Instagram, but we haven't released it yet. We're trying to build the suspense. But we got a great show coming to you today. This is Talking Smack 101 at Twitter.com. Square Circle 101 is where you find us. We're in the Play Store. We're in iTunes. And download the app. The champ is here. Are you ready for this? Man, hold on, man. I, I, got, I got a lot of stuff to talk about today, yeah. man. It, it, just, like, just like my man Sonny said, man, it's a special show today. It um, with, with one of the first interviews that we showed you guys, man, it was... Uh, Tom Mustin. It was Tom Mustin, man. And so this club. is this is going to be one of those shows where, like with Tom Mustin, I feel like it, it's like interviewing Greg Popovich. And mm. now this one is going to be like, in the past, it, baby. this one is going to be interviewing like somebody, Tony Parker, like somebody mm. who's with there through the thick and things. But mm-hmm. we're going to, we're definitely going to definitely. So t- give we interviewed today, Johnny Bump City Bumpus. Lightweight champion of the world at 140 pounds, WBA. He won the title from Lu- Lorenzo Luis Garcia. And we're going to go into the interview with him. We sat with him for a good 30 minutes, got a nice little stories out of him. This is thanks to my man, Shooter Shooter, who I forgot to introduce today. He says, you got the Thai Italian stallion, Sonny Yell. I got a little excited. And his name is so nice, you got to say it twice. My man, Shooter Shooter. How you doing? I'm doing all right, man. Two intros, right. that's how we do it. But we got We just got to go into this, man. Johnny Bump City Bumpus. You got anything you'd like to add before we start this? Yeah, man, of course, man. Just like we told you we started doing, man. Got a little something for y'all today. Just, uh, just to hopefully get you, help you get you through your day. Mm-hmm. Your new life will cost you your old one. Ooh, I like it. Your new life will cost you your old one. So anything that you want that's going to be for the better, you can't get that. You know what the definition of insanity is, right? Doing the same thing over and over. And getting the same results and expecting things to change, man. Mm-hmm. So like, uh, so whatever you guys want to push forward and to be better in your life. You're going to have to change some things up and you're going to have to give up some things that you, maybe you don't want to give up, but that's how, that's what growth is, man. That's the, the difference between wow. a caterpillar and a butterfly, man. I felt that right now, my brother. I felt that right now. Uh, now, listen to this interview because that quote makes this interview that much better. So let's go ahead and listen to Johnny Bump City Bumpus from Tacoma, Washington. All right. So today in Squared Circle 101, we have a special interview. We have a world-class athlete in here today, Johnny Bump City Bumpus. Now, one thing I love about this is this is from an era of where this is where good nicknames come from. You don't get a nickname like Bump City anymore. You don't hear that stuff anymore at all. And, and it's good to be in the presence of a world-class athlete like that because now you don't get many opportunities. And then to find out my, my man over here, Shooter, uh, is obviously surrounded by a bunch of them and just been holding out. Now, we're going to go ahead and get into the interview here and ask this man a few questions. Why don't you go lead it off, shooter? Man, the first of the things I just want to get a couple of thoughts. We're talking about a 1979 Golden Gloves champ. He's one of four world champions, actually, out of the Tacoma area. You got uh, Freddie Steele, Rocky Lockridge, and Leo Randolph, who you're all really close with. Um, you're also a member of the 1980 uh, U.S. Olympic team. That's the – but wasn't able, wasn't able to compete because of the boycott. Let's go ahead and talk a little bit about that. How was it to make the Olympic team like that and then happen to be a year where we just didn't show up 
I know you beat Ronnie Shields to get there, who's a, who's a known trainer today. And that, that's a good staple win, obviously. But how did, how did that feel just to make the team itself? Well, uh, getting past that, that finals in the, in the Olympic trials against Ronnie Shields, that was a good fight. I kicked that butt. <laughs> <laughs> um, that was a good win for me. I, 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 you know, I just, I just boxed him good. Yeah. Um, but to make the Olympic team and not be able to go, that was that was real disappointing. Um, they had a, a little celebration for the whole Olympic team at, at the White House, but you know nothing can nothing can compare to obviously represent your country. Yeah, like that obviously being there and representing your country. In, I had. I had 16 international fights and I lost three. Two of them was to to, to the Cubans. Mm-hmm. I beat the Cubans twice too. Yeah, that that's but, that's that's a big crazy Olympic program there. Yeah. yeah, and then the other one was the Poland, but the Poland I told was I had something next year. I was just, <laughs> I was just young. I was just young at yeah. that time. Yeah, yeah. he was strong as a mother, you know. But I told was I had something next time. Nice, nice. Yeah, nice. That that's got to be crazy. Great feeling. So after so after the after that band now what about the plane crash that happened that year? Okay, now that that plane that crashed, until I want to sort I had a choice between going to Poland and Germany. I picked Germany. Um, the same plane that we came back from Germany on. Uh, the team from Poland got on that plane. And it crashed nine hours later. Wow. So it was the exact same plane that I was on crashed nine hours later. Man, how did that, how did that make you feel after the fact, man? man That's got to that be. Was, that was crazy. That yeah. was, you know, I guess God was with us and not them, you know. Yeah. Man, I was, especially reading about that, man, that's. You that's literally just missing off, man. That's that ain't nothing but a bus transfer, man. Yeah, you just right, getting yeah. off one and yeah. somebody getting on another one, yeah. and then it just you. How soon did you guys hear about that? Um, I guess the next day or so. Cause um, this is before uh, the internet, obviously. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is one. Yeah, this is when uh, Sarge Johnson was our trainer at that time, and uh. He, uh, he called us and let us know. That's got to be a crazy conversation to hear that, yeah. So the plane we just got off on, that the other guys got on, just went down. Yeah. Yeah, that's got to be crazy to hear. Yeah. Especially in, in, in a world where the information had to get, it took its time to get around, especially. Especially um, walking off of there. Now, okay, so after the after the Olympics, what was your next move, man? What did you do after that? After the Olympics, mm-hmm. um, I turned pro. Yeah. Uh, I got under um, Lou Duva, the crook, uh-huh. that, uh, you know, I later found out that, you know, there was a lot of money exchanged that I didn't, I was supposed to receive and I didn't receive. Yeah. You know. It's, um... Cause I know you went, you went, worked for him also as a trainer, is that right? Lou Duva, yeah, I worked for him for a trainer. I, I think, you know, now that I think about it, he... I think he kept hiring. He hired me twice as as a trainer for him. Mm-hmm. I, I made two world champions, as a matter of fact, for him. And what at that world? time, I really didn't know. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm yeah. think that I'm thinking that, uh, you know, he just likes me and th- and he knows I know what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think he was paying back, trying to pay back some of the money they took from me. 
He took over four million dollars from me. I'm finding this out now. I fought every. I fought four championship fights. All four of them were for a million dollars each. You know how much he gave me? How much? A hundred fifty thousand for wow. each. For each fight. For That's each crazy. one. Yeah, that just shows how much fifty. Then one time I said, "No man, you got to give me more than that." Yeah. And so they raised it up to one hundred seventy-five. Huh. You know what? I want to touch on a little bit. I got a few questions I want to ask, but um, I, I want to touch on that a little bit later when it comes to fighters managing their own money and stuff like that, and uh, especially with the promotional issues, like what what happens nowadays, especially to stop that. So I, I want to get on to that um, a little bit later. But man, hey, man, I was actually looking. I was um. I always like to know what I'm talking about, at least a little bit, man. So I always uh, do my research, man. I, I watch, I watch a lot. I research a lot, man. Man, you're you're one of those. But what what, yeah. what kind of what kind of boxers do I always say I love? Boxers, baby, slick. Boxers. I love yeah. pure yeah. boxers, man. Yeah. And you are one of them, man. Twenty nine two, twenty knockouts, man. You have power. You have style, man. You you was out there. Style. You was you was doing your thing out one, there, man. One thing I want to mention, like being here with you, Bump City, is, is one of these things. Is because I grew up. I was I was born in seventy nine. But I, you're from an era of boxers where I would always hear stories about. So, so it's kind of like an urban legend being in your presence, just because I, because I, uh, the names that you've always been mentioned with for my dad is uh, names like uh, Marlon Stalin, Gene Hatcher, um, that one we'll talk about a little bit. Um, the Lord Hunnigan, of course, and then uh, even with you, uh, the way you got your title being stripped because uh, the title was stripped the, from Aaron what, Pryor. Aaron Pryor, yeah. Yeah, and it's it, it's good to be in the presence of you, and I appreciate the time today, especially. Go ahead. Now that's actually one of the uh, fights that when you uh, when Aaron Pryor was stripped, and then you uh, fought uh, Lorenzo Luis Garcia for that um, for that title, which you won the light heavy, the WBA light uh, welterweight championship. Um, I watched that. I actually watched that man. He ran from you that whole fight, man. <laughs> you like you no. That was patience. That was nothing but patience for you to win that fight unanimously. Because you could have easily knocked, you could have knocked him out if you would have stood still. But he knew that the power that you had would have put him down if you would have stayed, if he would have stood still. So he did exactly what he had to do to try to make a decision. Can you talk about that fight a little bit? Well, actually, he dropped me in the fourth yeah, round. I saw that too. <laughs> it, it was, that was like a, I'm like, oh man, you ain't drop. You ain't yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, because when even when I saw he dropped you, it was just like you. Were, was it just the impatience you it wanted was to more get to balance him? Balance than anything. Balance. Yeah, I'll yeah. And uh, after I got up, that's when I tried to pick up the pace for sure. Yeah, because I'm like, oh no, dude, this is, I'm going for this title. This is going to be my title. Use a use a little mark too. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, because they were talking about that him and his trainers. He, he said before the fight, he was like, "I'm gonna sit there, and you know, the first, you know, three, four rounds, whatever. I'm just gonna move around, and then you know, try to get you to be impatient, and then yeah. basically try to take advantage of that. But you stayed level. You stayed level headed, actually, and uh, really did your thing, man. You let your boxing show, and you just showed your resilience, man. You did that. So that was a. Uh, how long did you hold on to that belt for? I had it for a little over a year. I fought. Uh but the one I lost him, and I was like, that was crazy, man. I was, so the, I the, the Gene Hatcher? Yeah. The the loss when you lost to Gene Hatcher. Now, watch it. That was another fight that I watched of yours. Watching that, you know what it immediately reminded me of? The Julio Cesar Chavez and the Meldrick Taylor fight. Uh -huh. You had them the whole fight. Right. And then at the very end, the ref calls it. Now, 
my opinion, you were hurt, but you were far from out of it. Yeah. And so, and then, then immediately after that, I I thought of the Tyson and the uh, Razor Ruddock fight, man, where you had everybody in the ring, man, because you wanted to get at at him yeah, right because like <laughs> you know because it was it was a premature <laughs> stoppage. I I thought it was a uh, bad refing at uh, toward the end of it, man. But I ain't even gotta tell you how upset you were at that, man. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I was that was really disappointing because um, like I said, I wasn't that hurt. Um, shoot, a lot of times I take bigger shots than that, way better shots than that. Who do you think one of the toughest guys that you find, either sparring or as just as a professional or even as an amateur? If there's anybody, I you tell can... you what, there's this guy in Philadelphia. I used to spar with him all the time. Man, I can't remember his name. Gosh, got a nickname? Oh man, what's his? I can't remember his name. But there's this guy in Philadelphia. Well, Jimmy, because I trained at Joe Frazier's gym in Philadelphia. And this guy, man, I used to spar with him all the time. Man. What was it, what was it about him that made him special? He was strong. Mm-hmm. Now, he, not only was he strong, but he was a fairly good boxer. Yeah. But but I think he helped me so much. A lot of people don't realize that, you know, he made me be on my P's and Q's. Whenever you were in there, you can't you can't afford to slip. At all, iron sharpens you know, iron. Plus, he's he's he. I'm fighting. I'm fighting 140. He's fighting 160. Oh, oh, he's middleweight. Yeah, yeah, man. And I, boy, that guy. He said he used to ride. He rattled me a few times, man. But I knew that I had to be on my p's and q's when, when I spar with him. And especially when somebody had you by 20 pounds. So especially yeah. if you're if you're a spar with somebody who's a 160, who's a middleweight. And then you take a shot from somebody who's 139, 140. Yeah. I mean, whether you got hurt, yeah, you you just like you said, you've taken harder shots though, man. So so just years later, man, you often think about that, man? Uh yeah, you know, I've thought about a lot of time in Philadelphia, I can see why there's so many fighters that come from Philadelphia that are pretty good. Why is that? Because there's a gym on damn near every other corner. <laughs> and, you know, people, just just to win a title and to be the champion of Philadelphia, man, you got to work. You got to fight hard, man, because there's a lot of fighters in Philadelphia. That's one thing we never had to really worry about was sparring. Yeah. You know? A lot of times you have to pay certain people to come in for mm-hmm. certain styles that you need, mm-hmm. but just a straight spar with whoever. Me man. and um, one of our one of our previous shows, we actually uh, talked about how um, the people from smaller towns and smaller cities have to move to the Vegas and the New Yorks and just the Philadelphia yep. just to get good sparring because yeah. um, you have a lot of cats that you know they'll dominate their region. Yeah, or they're, and they're, they get, they're literally the best fighter in town because there's nobody. Because there's nobody, there's exactly. nobody out there. But then they get exposed yeah. when they go to a gym when you well, have as soon as you get in that every, ring everybody with, with that level of class, especially. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's ne- it's yeah. necessary. Mm-hmm. That's how. That's that's just like you know a lot of fighters come up fighting nobodies and mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. they get in there with somebody then they get in there they, you know they expected hey, to win. There's times I've been here at the Emerald Queen and I'm like that guy he's wearing the same shorts as the guy in the first fight. You yeah. know what I'm saying they they might have pulled him from the ring. You know, <laughs> I don't know they might have found him in the crowd. Sometimes that happens. What are you gonna do? Now I know that you used to you're from the generation of 15 rounds world yeah. championship fights. Yeah. Now did you used to have to fight the same day of weighing also? Yeah, that, that's crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. 
So Did you ever have trouble making weight same day? Oh yeah, when I not when I moved up, but when I was at 140 pounds. Yeah, yeah. When I uh, I fought uh, Mona Starling for the uh, USBA title after I moved up, mm -hmm. it was it was good Big for difference. me because I yeah because I had moved up in weight and I felt real good in that fight. But the, when I lost the title, I no no excuses made. But I had trouble making the weight. But when I did make it, we had uh, you know enough time for me to put back on the energy and nice. get out there and do what I needed to do. Nice, nice. That was a big win too over Marlon Starling. I remember that one. I remember hearing stories about yeah. that as a kid. Yeah, I got a. I still got the gas in my head. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, can you see that cup? I mean, it's a gas up there somewhere. It's right there in the middle. Yep, yep. I see it. Yeah, I see it. Yep, six round. Bam! Oh man! <laughs> they stopped the fight and went to the core card. Good one to have at that time. Ma'am. Now, um, also. What was it to you? Your last Lloyd Hunnigan? Yeah. That was for the WBC and the IBF welterweight yeah. title, man. Yeah. At that time at that time in my career, I felt like Lou Duva had gave up on me. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm gonna be fighting for the WB for the undisputed welterweight title of the world and I don't even go to fucking training camp. Wow. That's bullshit. You didn't go to you didn't go to training camp? No, I trained right in Philadelphia the whole time. Huh. You know, we normally for fights we go, you know, go up in the woods somewhere. Yeah, so you can Same actually focus. You, so you yeah, focus. Yeah, focus on the fight. Man, I'm, that's like I'm staying at home, going to the gym, daddy. Staying at home, going to the gym, daddy. Then, then come to find out that he screwed me out of all the money. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know that. I even to this day that hurts me like a, a man. I'm supposed to be living in in, in a mansion or something. You feel yeah. me? Four yeah. million dollars. Yeah. Man. Now, you said you produced uh, four world champions as a trainer? Yeah. Who are those world champions? Um, uh, the world champion, no, two. Two? Um, well, I work with a gang of them, though. Mm -hmm. I work. I even work with Evander, Holyfield. Nice. I work with Pernell Whitaker. Nice. I work with... Sweet uh, Meldrick Taylor. That would be good name. Um, all, all the was Olympic fighters. Um, it was quite a few of them. But the one that was mine that I took all the way to the belt was uh, Kasim Umar. Mm. He's from Africa. I remember reading that name. He, uh, man, we was, I think, 33 and 0, 33 and 1. He found out his 10th fight that you don't have no broad in your room the no. night of the fight. Oh. <laughs> yeah, he, he got Lens. caught with a, he's a cat and I said, go to that. He's bothering me. Man, over here, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get this interview done. Man, you over here. If you, if you ain't knowing, but if you, if you keep doing like you're moving your foot, you think you're playing with it. I wasn't, man. I'm over here, I'm over here trying to focus, man. Uh, um, so, so you felt like he felt like he wasn't in your corner, uh, for that, for that uh, unified title fight, man, and then. And then how did your relationship, how did you, out of he that relationship, paid. He, he was, was just getting paid. paid? I really didn't, I really didn't see it then. I didn't know then. How old were you at that time? At that time, let's see, I was 26. He was 26. I mean, you're still a young man, too, so a lot of times you ain't going to know till after yeah. after you know and you look back and then yeah, it's. Yeah, I look back, I'm like, damn, this motherfucker was getting me fucked. 
all my bread. Hey, you could at least give me half. Yeah. Man. You yeah. know? That's but you know, when you look at when you look at a million dollars and you getting ten percent, you getting fifteen per you getting fifteen percent of a million dollars, man, I mean, that that's that's a life changer, man. Yeah, hell yeah. That's a life changer. Yeah. Now, um, me and him was actually talking before on our way over here. Now, since Aaron Pryor got stripped and then you had to fight uh, Garcia for that title, do you think that you would have been able to beat Aaron Pryor? How do you think that would have went down? I think I would have beat Aaron Pryor. I think the style that I had at that time mm-hmm. is what it took to, to beat Aaron Pryor. Because he's not, all you do is punch. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. And I think my defense, well, my defense and my offense and the speed, yeah, yeah, I would, I would have gotten, I would have got him. Yeah. I, I would have loved to have had that fight, man. Yeah, man, that would have been, yeah, that would have been the shit too. Yeah, <laughs> that would have been the shit there, <laughs> man. So back then, besides the local cats, man, who was who was some of your favorite fighters that uh, that you watched back then, man? Who did you like? You um, growing up, even before you became a boxer. Um. Well. I always, I tell you, I, first first of all, always was Muhammad Ali. He was the man. Yeah. Man, I used to watch him fight. And then, and then what, I used to watch him as Joe Frazier. Mm-hmm. And then and then I end up training at Joe Frazier's gym. And I see Joe Frazier being there every day. You yeah. Know? That's going to be crazy. Man, that was, that was, that was uh, real nice. That's got to be a good little moment I there think where you I, try to feel uh, like you made it. That was really, I don't know, I guess you can say impressed or or felt like I was the man, you know, because uh, I was going, when I, I leave here and I go to Philadelphia and train in Philadelphia, we got some good fighters, man. It's a lot. It's because of so many fighters in that yeah. and so many gyms everywhere, man. I'm talking about gyms after gyms. Yeah. <laughs> after, I'm talking about right there in the city. Yeah. The city is big though. Like seven elevens, man, just yeah. popping up just exactly. on every quarter. Exactly. No, they got seven eleven out number. Yeah. That's seven eleven on number, Muhammad Ali, yeah. So when you get a chance, you'll get a chance to listen to the show here. Our intro is actually uh Muhammad Ali intro. The, the champ yeah, is here. The champ is here, man. One of the when you go off in the rumble in the jungle, man, that's just how it just mm-hmm. when we first started doing this. This is our our fifteenth 15? This is our 15th show, man, and you're our second interview behind Tom, man. So I, I really feel honored, man. I, I thank you, man, for your uh, for your time. Can we get that, you a little, yeah. uh, little take on the, the Tacoma Boxing Club? How you feel uh, with everything that just went down recently on it? Oh, I, I think Tom is doing a tremendous job with them younger, them young guys, man. I cannot. Uh, sure. they, there's a lot of them that are really talented, mm-hmm. you know, and then there's a bunch of them that are coming up to be talented. Tom doing a good job with them kids. Like ain't no way, ain't no two ways about it. He's doing a good job with them kids. He's got a good proven system. Yeah, he yeah. When we talked about, he talked about um, him just being consistent and then uh, also the discipline of the kids. That's the reason why he has a proven system, man. And that's why they produce so many champs. Yeah. It's uh, it's really funny. I was uh, um, I was on the phone yesterday uh, and actually today with uh, Sugar Ray Seals, who will actually going to interview him. Uh-huh. Uh, I think next month when he comes down so I'm, I'm excited for that too but he talked about how Tom started out and all that kind of stuff like yeah. that and especially where he came from to how he's built the program up now too so like I'm I'm really uh, excited and hearing about how that happened man yeah um, but you know one thing Tom for some reason Tom doesn't like uh, well maybe he does or doesn't but the who the one the one I know he learned a lot from being on the coach mm-hmm and what getting to being an Olympic coach 
Tom got most of his training from Joe Cloud. Joe Cloud. Joe Cloud was the one that started me out. Yes. What happened to him? Uh, Joe Cloud's overseas now. I think I heard Joe Cloud. I don't know some kind of scandal went down at the boys' club, oh. and uh, can't be good. Uh, he had to go, I guess. Yeah, so he left the country. But, yeah, yeah <laughs> it's probably yeah. a good thing we don't want to see him back. Yeah, but Joe Cloud's the one that started me out. He's the one that took me to my first couple titles. Nice. Yeah, you know, and then and then Tom came in. Yeah. You have any fight, favorite fighters today that you're watching? Maybe local or on TV. Um, yeah, give us, give, us some, give us someone who you really like, man. I really like. There's a couple of them little kids at Tom's gym, man. That I'm really impressed with. Who do you know the names? Which ones? Uh, I see. There's a lot of younger kids in there too. So, man, I want to say I want to say their names, but I can't put them put the names with them. Now, are these the ones that are still amateurs or the, yeah, they still yeah. amateurs. Little kids, man. I said, man, these guys gonna be the shit when they get a little <laughs> older, man. They start putting some power in them punches. Yeah, man. Man, there's, set, there's yeah. three of them. Matter of fact, three of them won our national champions, I believe. But the one that I like, I really like. He's my man, and that's his name. His name is Little. His name is Dedrick, really, but they call him Little. Man, that little kid. He's a softball, just like I was. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, he can little, little favoritism there already, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. A little bit. Not only, I mean, I think I just took to the kid because he's a softball and he listens. Yeah, yeah, that, that's he, a lot. He's a softball. Discipline is that. This is we he, say this yeah. is the most disciplined sport, man. That'll mm -hmm. get you far more than talent anywhere. That's how, at least how that's how I feel, man. Yeah, that's a that's what separates you know the you know the amateurs from the champion is the discipline, uh -huh. man. You when you stay on your regimen, you stay on your plan. And you actually focus. That's going to show you who you are as a as so you a fighter. Get to a world class level. Yeah, world class level. Man, I actually was looking at man. You you didn't had over what three hundred amateur fights too yeah. yourself, man. Yeah. You know, I think only what nine losses. Yeah, no, I had sixteen yeah. losses. Sixteen yeah. losses. Yeah. Man, seen yeah. a lot of rounds, man. I know. A lot of right. rounds. In three rounds, used to be sometimes, and, and I, I I wondered to myself, you know, sometimes y'all get. Tight as a mother in them three rounds too. Yeah, trying because you're trying hard as a mother. Yeah. Then I used to think, damn, how am I go fifteen rounds? Yeah, I mean, I'd be tired as fuck after three. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's a but. Me and him uh, talked about that too, especially with the Olympic rounds. Man, you you have the, you have that short period span of where you have to get everything done and make an impression, especially if you it goes to a three rounds. You, especially yeah. if you go, you ain't got time to feel nobody out. Yeah. So you gotta go there. You gotta take control. That ring generalship. That's how they say that you yeah. you win, and that's what yeah. they judge yeah. the fights on, man. Exactly. Um, now, kind of looping back to what we uh, said earlier, man. So um, all the money that got taken from you, then how do you feel about when you see you know some of these boxers now? Now, like Andre Ward was out for a few years because of promotional issues, and then you see people like Floyd Mayweather holding his own promotional company. Just to basically to, for him to be in charge, man. Now, like, De La Hoya and Floyd both started their promotional companies because they felt like they were getting cheated by Top Rank, both from yeah. Top Rank. So they seem to be a fighter's first promotional company, and this is probably one of the, this is the first that we've seen in the sport of boxing. So I think I was just young and dumb when I when I uh, not signed the contract, but keeping track of my money. Yeah. Yeah. Having you know not not not. Uh, 
I should say this. Not trust. I want to say trust him because you got to have trust. But um, I should have had somebody, like when they go to sign for a fight, I should have had somebody there. To negotiate or look at on it. my behalf yeah. to yeah negotiate just like he's yeah rather than Lou Duva or Lou Duva's uh, son uh-huh. you know because they they signed him for a million point five and they're gonna give me a hundred fifty thousand uh-huh. they say here's he, he, we got us a like a little black nigger he's young and dumb <laughs> <laughs> you know he give him hundred fifty thousand he think he getting a grip yeah and at that time. Hundred fifty thousand was a to lot me, of money. Grip. Yeah, but if I'm getting a million, give my million, motherfucker. Yeah. yeah, shit, I'm the one getting there swung at. Mm-hmm. I can, I'll give you a little something. Yeah, god damn. Yep. No, no, that's that's just that level of appreciation that you know because it's not like if they would have gave you more, you'd have just stayed with them longer, fought harder, worked harder. I would have definitely worked harder. I know I would. Especially when you see them paydays, man. Yeah, man. It's so, uh like. It, that's just Don Kingish, man. Mm-hmm. Like when I when I think about that, like you know, you going out there, you taking all the chances you're taking, just like you said, you're taking all. That's why Al Heyman now is so big though, because he seems to be a fighters first guy. But now we got a lot of fighters that might be asking for more than what they think they're worth. But then it, it's kind of hard to tell with the fight game here because there's, there's only those two companies that seem to be fighters first. Um, any advice for any of these young fighters coming up? Um. Besides, so keep your hands up. One thing you got to do is you got to run. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you run. Get that win, that win, man. You got to have that win. Mm-hmm. You know, keep your hands up for sure. That's right. That's and if right. you got speed, use it. Because speed is, to speed me, kills. speed is power. And that's what took me there. Yep. Yeah, man. Nope. Definitely. Yeah, man, you all, you have both of those, man, especially watching those, man. You, I didn't see you really get tired, man. And you had you definitely had that speed. And you had perfect timing, too, man. Yeah. So. Man, 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 I'm actually good, man. It, these are always great history lessons, mm-hmm. man. That I, uh, that I actually enjoy, man. Just like I told you, I was talking to my pops um, about, you know, just back in the day and who he watched growing up and everything. And then it's just, it, this is story time. This is story time for me, man. Like right. I, I enjoy, I enjoy hearing this because, like you know, there's not too many students of the art, and they'll sit there and listen or they'll research or they'll look. And kind of mimic after their uh, after the people who preceded before them. So, like when I get to sit here and actually sit uh, sit back and listen, it, it's it's eye opening for me, man. Because just like I said, you see it a lot differently than you know I would see it. You know, you're a, you're a, a legitimate world champion oh, at nice. one at one time in the world nice. at one forty. You was the baddest man on the planet, you're man. Still like still like that's that's. That's yeah. cold blood. Yeah, that's what that's what uh you know a lot of people say, and I respect them, and I I love the people that uh, recognize you know that I was the best in the world. Yeah, yeah. that time, yep. Yeah, world class, man. I, I really appreciate the time. I grew up in Las Vegas. I I grew up around fighters. My dad was an amateur fighter. I used to do martial arts and amateur boxing. And I've met like Gene Hatcher. I've met Marlon Starlin. I've met a lot of these guys yeah. um, as they got older. And it's it's, it's it's honored to be in the presence of any world class fighter, especially you today, Bum City. You know that that's still man nicknames nicknames a lot. <laughs> yeah, it was it was Johnny Bump City Bumpers versus Gene Mad Dog Hatcher. These are nicknames, you know what I'm saying? That you get. So that's that's another art form we got to bring back. All right, we appreciate your time today. All right, champ, man. Thank you, man. I appreciate you, man. Yeah.
right. All right. So that was Johnny Bumpus, man. It was um, one of, uh, I've been, honor. I've been in and out of uh, sparring. And then I remember when I first got back into sparring, man. In and was, out uh, mean like you got knocked down no, and got woken in, up? In and out, man. It just mean I took some, I took some time off. Okay. And then I got back in there. So, and then when he was lacing up my gloves, man, he told me, stay moving and keep the jab in his face. So mm -hmm. if you guys, no, not if. When you guys look up any of his fights on YouTube, Johnny Bumpus, that's B-U-M-P-H-U-S, Johnny Bumpus. When you look him up, man, he stays with he stays with the movement and he stays with the jab in people's face, man. This guy was this guy was an ultimate professional, man. Like you heard his you heard his record. He's twenty nine and two with twenty knockouts, man. It's just the same cancer. T cancer has taken a lot of good people mm -hmm. out, man. But, um, so yeah, cancer in his back. Undefeated. So, he was. He no, cancer's not undefeated actually, man. There's a couple right. people that took it, but um, right. but it, it's just a shame when people take uh, some of the greats that yeah. uh, away from us, man. So, like, he definitely could, could, and you know, in my opinion, is still mentioned as one of the top fighters mm -hmm. out there. So, Johnny, uh, uh, Champ Johnny Bumpus, man, Bump City uh, we, Bumpus, uh, we, uh, we appreciate you, man, in your time, man. We uh, can't get in, we can't get enough of this, man. Like I, I said, I, man. This, that's when nicknames were the best. I love nicknames like that. You used to get nicknames like Johnny Bump City Bumpus. Now, also, Jimmy too, Mad like Dog during. Jimmy like, the Hat. Hey, there was a couple times we was interrupted in an interview, man. So we was at this man's house, man. His cap kept, his cat kept biting my feet, man. Just, no, I don't, I don't think you understand, man. He was scratching my feet. And it was terrible. Like, you know me, I'm not even a huge animal. I'm yeah. not even a huge animal fan animals like that. like you. They like me because they know I'm a good dude, man. I understand, though. They want to be around me. But, man, it just, I'm sitting here so answering questions. So you're saying the cat likes to be around you a lot. No, I'm, yes, yes, <laughs> yes. You see what I'm yes. doing, Yes, yes. That's right. Because <laughs> that's how we get down today. That was a great interview. It's an honor to be in the presence of a world-class athlete. Champion. Not champion. just an athlete. We've been around athletes, man, but that's lit. that's a champion. We've been around some athletes, but I mean, oh, athletes. Yeah, as, yeah no, that's a, that's a form of cause. So shout now, out to... Now, we apologize uh, for any curse words used in there, but we just like to keep it raw and authentic. And we know Mr. Bump City had to let everybody know you how tell they him. feel. You tell, you tell him to change his language, man. That's a champion right there. I ain't going to tell him. You're going to get caught. No, no. You saw what happened in that Rocky Lockridge video? Hey, man. Hey, man. I, Yo, I want to get it. I want to get to an interview with Rocky Lockridge, man. I, I think I can it's make coming. that happen, though, man. All but, I um, know is if we, you, we gonna, if somebody is telling somebody else that you want to talk smack to, they're like, "No, champ, don't." Don't champ, don't, don't do it. Hey, look on our look on our page, Square Circle One Hundred One on Facebook. I'm about to put that video up of uh, Rocky Lockridge. He was uh, in the beginning of the interview. We said um, uh, Johnny Bumpus was one of four world champions to come out of Tacoma, Washington, okay. and Rocky Lockridge, which we've discussed, um, he was actually the person who beat Roger Mayweather, Floyd's uh, uncle, um, in a bout in the championship bout. So like he's a uh, he's I don't know how old he is now, but he's he's up there, late fifties, maybe sixties or something like that. But he just literally knocked out a cat. Let's uh, stop right now. A little bit. <laughs> I got, let me let me see your phone. Take out your phone right now. If it's an iPhone, go to your podcast app. A little purple logo, a little purple icon. Type in the little magnifying glasses. Type in Squared Circle 101 and subscribe right now. Even if you got the app, we need those subscriptions. If you got your Android phone, I know you do. Pull it out. Go to the Google Play Music. Tap on the podcast section and search Squared Circle 101 and subscribe. We need 100 followers on both of those. We trying to get that iHeart money because we want to bring more to you and more for us because this is what we want to do, baby. This is what we here to talk about, the sweet science. 
Now let's go ahead and get into this recap. We actually had some fights this weekend. If y'all didn't know, first fight on the card is going to be Craig Cunningham versus Anthony Agogo with the major upset. Are you familiar with Anthony Agogo at all before? No. Okay. Uh, his name's Catchy. Very catchy. Former Olympian. Supposed to be an easy win. Got stopped. Sixth round. Now, Anthony Agogo, nothing wrong with the loss. You'll be fine. You have to move forward on that one, brother. Hopefully we talk more about you later because Craig Cunningham is nobody. It kind of looked like what happened with the um, the Canelo fight mm -hmm. um, with the the orbital not not the Canelo the triple G yep. the triple G fight with the orbital the orbital bone mm -hmm. in his uh, in I his eye it. man. So they had to they had to stop his sixth round man. It. His stuff was swollen man. It looked it looked bad. It looked, it looked bad. terrible. But uh, yeah, I tell you, boxers man, scars will get you laid. Swollen eyes won't. <laughs> I'm just saying that's joke of the week right there. Now. Main event of that card was Sam Eggington versus Frankie Gavin. Now, Frankie Gavin is somebody that I don't know if you guys know because I believe Frankie Gavin fought Canelo for a world title shot. Now, what did you think about that fight? I, I really didn't. The thing is, the Frankie Gavin versus Sam Eggington fight, um, the welterweight bout, Sam Eggington to show who he was. Frankie Gavin gave up a valiant effort. He mm -hmm. came through um, Southpaw. Just like I said, Southpaw. Mm -hmm. He... What happens? How? What's the best way to defeat, defeat a southpaw? Straight right. Straight right. So you got Frankie Gavin, who's twenty three and uh, two with fourteen knockouts. You got Sam Eggington, eighteen and three with ten knockouts. Mm -hmm. First round, I mean third round, uh, got him knocked down straight down the pipe. That's how you beat him. Beat him with the right hand straight through the middle. So Frankie Gavin so, lost to Kell Brook, also Leonard Bundu. Leonard Bundu. Mm hmm. Oh, and he got a win over Junior Witter. Also, that's a, not a bad win right there. Junior, so, that's who uh, Timothy Bradley got the title from. Yeah, but either way, Sam Eggington ended up getting the. Uh, he got a good stop he, on that. He got a good stop on that too. So first he uh, stopped him with a body shot, which uh, froze him, and then you saw his knees buckle a little bit too. And then he just took advantage of him with a couple more uh, body shots to the gut. Yeah. Ended up uh, taking over the fight. So I mean, it was a great, it was a great fight. You know where to find him, and it's in the uh, recent bout. It's in the recent bout section of that's the Square Circle app. Square Circle app. Now. Sam Eggington, he was in the talks as for a possible fight with Danny Garcia. Now, we know that fight's not going to happen, and you'll, you'll know why here in a little bit. Uh, what did you think about Sam Eggington? Impressed? Remember him? You never think about him again? No, no. I think, I, was, I mean, I was impressed by it. Just anytime anybody goes down with a body shot, I always mm. show the respect because it shows that, the, you know, what Teddy Atlas always says, man, water in the basement. Water so the I, basement. Respect, I respect anybody who goes to the body. It's appreciative, and you it shows that they're a boxer. The they don't head hunt. You so. can't forget about the body. For anybody in the fight game, no matter what brand of combat sports it is, you cannot forget about the body because mm. the head will follow. And anytime you see somebody get knocked down by a body blow, that you know, and you you know it hurt. You, you it had to hurt, hurt, man. It, you, and and you can't fake kid, it. When you're a kid, everybody who's had any sort of recess or been outside or had played outside wind knocked out of had the wind knocked out of them, you know what that feeling's like. That sucks. It's still one. Of, I haven't had that happen in years, <gasps> and it's still one of oh. the best, man. It's, it's like, like having the life snatched out of you. Drown, drowning yeah. on the playground, man. Like, That's, <gasps> that oh, you're you're dying and begging for air. That hurts. That while hurts bad. While you're still getting punched, if you didn't go down. <laughs> while you're, so not only are you struggling uh, to While breathe, you're getting punched. You're still getting hurts. punched in your face. Okay, now the next one is going to be a name that we've heard many times before. David Lemieux. David Lemieux versus Christian Fabios Rios. Now, Christian Rios is a name that I've heard a couple times before. 
He's always seems to be mentioned in the mix, but not really uh, fighting as much. Now, uh, when he fought, uh, let me see here, Chris Rios. Uh, when he fought this fight here, I wasn't too impressed with him at all. Uh, David Lemieux looked a little flabby to me. He looked flabby, but you know what happened? What happened? Uh, what happened with David Lemieux is he's fight. He got a pay per view fight with a uh, Triple G, mm. so he's still eating high off the hog. That's how I feel. So even I if he did look, <laughs> even if he even if he is looking a little flabby, high you know what he did? The hog. It's the David Lemieux you cho you wanted to see that was going to fight the Triple G fight. David Lemieux, he sat there, he controlled this whole fight. Even though in this middleweight fight, even I'm though sorry. it went to a, even though it went to a decision, I, I hate to interrupt you, but I but I love to at the same time. High off the hog, that would be the name of an album if the rapper was a cop. Anything? Nothing? No, 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 no. High five, baby. You just made me sleepy. You just made oh, me sleepy. Oh, come on, that was gold. That was gold. No, no. no okay, no, okay. I'm sorry. Go ahead, go ahead. continue. No, Where were you at? Continue. No, Talk about David Lemieux and his flabbiness and that pay per view money. He he controlled the whole fight, which I liked. Um, he made it. It's the fight, just like I said. It's the fight that we I wanted to see against Triple G. Yeah. But Triple G is a different beast than Christian mm -hmm. Rios. Christian Rios just stepped back, and he was just happy to be here. I don't like that. So I was it, really got a good payday. The only person I see on on Rios is uh, on his entire resume. Tommy Langford is the only real name here that I see him. Uh, he lost to, which is is a pretty who's a WBO Intercontinental Middleweight Champion at the moment. Because of that fight. Everybody else, all those other fights seem to be in Argentina. So, I always saw his name in the mix. Not too impressed with him. But uh, he didn't look good at all. He had a, a chance to try to shine. And I thought David... He made a slow David Lemieux look good when he shouldn't have looked good at all. That's how I felt. Maybe that's how Tyson felt against... Against everybody else but Holyfield? No, not Holyfield. No. Japan. Ah, yes, Buster Douglas. Buster Douglas. So it's that's how Tyson felt. Just like he felt, maybe he felt like he was a nobody, mm -hmm. and he treated him like a nobody, and he still came out with a unanimous decision. Mm. Hey, if you heard with Bump City Johnson, Bump City Bumpus, I'm sorry, he mentioned his fight, his loss against Gene Hatcher. Yeah. No training camp. Shows you should never underestimate opponent. But be no, happy no, when no. you do. Gene Hatcher, he, Gene, Gene Hatcher is the one he won. Remember, it was the no, second. No, he lost Hatcher. No, he lost. No, yeah, he lost the hatchery. That's yeah. a controversial one. That's when yeah. he said he had no training camp. Come on, it's minutes to go. Yeah, man, I had a long day, man. I'm tired. Man, it's I all right. It's all good. So for y'all who need no reference, I know Gene Mad Dog Hatcher was the one who beat Johnny Bump Bumpus, Bump City Bumpus, and that was the one that had the controversial decision. Everybody bailed into the ring. Look it up on YouTube. You'll love it. But that was a corner issue. They did not prepare that man for that fight. But. With this one, I would have argued that David Lemieux did not prepare properly this fight because he looks flabby as hell, and he got a gift with Christian Fabio Rios being the opposite side of it. Because if that was anybody else, he would have been destroyed. I think he ain't ready for no Canelo. He ain't ready for. I think Kell Brook would have beat that David Lemieux. You never know, depending on which David Lemieux would show up. I mean, you can't mm, really right now. Pay per view money. Now, one thing I want to talk about here was they talked about a possible Cotto Canelo rematch. Would you like to see that fight? No. No? Me too. You know why? You know why I wouldn't like to see that? Cotto had a shot. He had a shot, but it happened what I predicted. I didn't I thought 
well, it didn't happen exactly like I predicted. I had I had Canelo winning by knockout around the eighth, ninth, ninth round. It went to a decision, but it was pretty. It was unanimous. I had uh, Canelo winning. Only time I want to see a rematch is if it's close and I don't know when I have to throw my scorebook out. That's the only time. That's the only time where it's just like up in the air. Mm -hmm. The reason why I don't mind seeing four Pacquiao, um, four Pacquiao and Marquez fights. There, there's a reason for that. Yep. But other than that, no, I, I really don't. Okay. I really don't. Okay. Now, they're talking about Brooking Con next year. Uh, Kell Brook's name is in the mention with a lot of fighters' mouths right now because he seems to be the hottest opponent you want to seek because he showed that he's willing to fight anybody. Now, Kell Brook versus Amir Khan. Should they fight at 154 or 147? I think they should fight at 154. Ooh, good answer. The reason why they should fight at 154 is because... Uh, I know what you're going to say. Because if it's 147, you better fight Errol Spence. Well, not even because of that. I didn't even think about that. The reason, the reason why I didn't think... I think they should fight at 154 was because that's exactly what uh, Mir Khan trained mm -hmm. for. And then they've already... Kell Brook and Mir Khan have already been talks into fighting before. Mm -hmm. And you don't want... You don't want Kell Brook to go from 147... To 160, yeah, and then back to down, back down to 147. That's yep. too much. That's that's that the that, that's the Antonio Tarver Roy Jones thing. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have weight fluctuate or have it in control of anything in way to fight. But I feel if they go 154, they could do that, and that, that'd be a valiant effort. Now, that does happen. I'm taking Amir Khan. Amir, whoa, whoa. I'm oh. taking Amir Khan. Amir King yeah. No Chin Khan. Yeah, yeah. So over Kill Brook. Yeah. Okay, okay, okay. It's documented. Yeah. No, yeah, don't document it. You know, do you want to hear, the, are you just going to write it down or do you want to hear my reason why? I want the reason why. We should wait, but no, we're not going to. You know, I want the no. reason why. No, because, no, you, you heard it here first. The reason why I'm going to take uh, Amir Khan over Kell Brook is because why didn't Amir Khan get knocked out? He what stood, he finally stood flat foot against Canelo, allowed him to land. Mm -hmm. Kell Brook stood toe to toe, he stood toe to toe with Triple, Triple G. G was really nice. I liked it. Entertaining. Entertaining. Got his eyebrow. What was the outcome? He got the fight. Got stopped. The fight got stopped. I think I think Amir Khan's a better boxer than him. And if he stays more disciplined, which Virgil Hunter had, now he had. Look, look, you just got slept your last. Old flight. Amir Khan would have went six rounds with fucking Canelo without Virgil Hunter. No, at all. So at the so at the same time, I'm taking I'm taking somebody who's gonna go. Who should have the discipline now to know that hey, don't get knocked out. Just sit there from the outside and outbox him. He, you have way faster hands than him. You have a jab, use it. Use your speed against him. Just what it a hey, speed kills. Speed. What did John Buffett say? Speed. 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 He said Hurts. speed. He said speed is power. Mm -hmm. Speed is power. Use that, that against him. And so I would. So especially after that, you know, and you know how I feel about fighters after they come off of, after a loss. If you if you're a fighter with a head after a loss, that's your choice. That's your chance to prove it. And to why and to fix your mistakes. Your mistakes are always learning opportunities for anybody else. Mm -hmm. So even when I always tell people, even a bad mistake is a good is a good learning, learning tool. Learning tool. Yep. So I would take hey, Americon in that. The Canelo lost to Mayweather. It, he would it, not hey, be as good as he, he is was, now. It, I, and I've said that before many times. Now, one of the best things I love happened was Showtime announced seven magnificent fights coming up. For 2016, 2017, with the first one starting in 2016, we got Jesus Suela Cuela versus Abner Mares as the headliner, and also Jermal Charlo versus Julian the Hawk Williams. We got make sure we got 
I don't want to show them the disrespect, but when we say the hawk, I want to make I want to make sure it's the, it's the junior, the hawk man. Junior, I got you. Because got you. the hawk, man, it was an under, mm. he was a un, not even to say underrated, just for people who don't know. Yep. That man was a killer in the ring. Killer. And so, and so, I don't want it to. When you say the hawk, I don't want it to be as if you know, Junior's like, all right, this guy's all right. No, his dad was a savage. So yep. I just want to. One of the hardest punchers in boxing, arguably. Period. Yes. So we're talking about up there with the with the Tysons, with mm -hmm. the Nortons, with the Frasers, all those cats. So, so Julian Williams is going to be good into this one looking. Um, now after that we got, uh, also on that card is going to be uh, Jesus Cruella versus Abner Morris. Abner Morris. Did you say that already? Yes, but we didn't talk about it yet. Okay. You know who Jesus Cruella is? Cruella. No, I know Jesus Soto Caras. Caras, that's the only Jesus we know that and Jesus. But this should be a good fight. This fight is supposed to happen last year. Abner Mares, there's an argue that he is a little scared of this guy, apparently. But we will find out when the fight is made and announced. And now the, what else is on the fight card? We got we got looking at it. We got some names to mention. Excuse me. <clears throat> now, also on the fight card is going to be. The January 14th matchup between Badu Jack and James Gale. This is going to be a very, very interesting fight. Badu Jack had a pretty decent win over Lucian Boutte recently. Yeah. James Gale had a good, convincing win over Andre Durrell, who was at one time arguably the only person who possibly might have a chance against SOG. Andre Ward, who has a fight coming up November 19th. He didn't have a chance, but it sounded cute on paper. Andre Durrell didn't have a chance? No. Really? Maybe? No. Who do you think is going to win this fight? This is not your official pick, but what do you think about this matchup? How's that? James DeGaulle versus Badu Jack. Mm -hmm. The Sweden, now officially black dude because he lives in America. So, you know what I'm going to do? Ooh. I'm going to go against my natural instinct. I'm going with James DeGaulle. Ooh. You know the reason why? As much as I love Mayweather, his camp always disappoints me. Mm -hmm. Badu Jack and I'm and I'm sorry, Money Team. We just hopefully Shakur Stevenson can come in here and give that breath of fresh air. Mm -hmm. But like as far as top to bottom, usually his camp disappoints me. Mm -hmm. So I'm gonna go with that, man. They mm. just seem to be living off the Mayweather name, so I'm going with James DeGaulle, man. And plus, like their 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 countrymen usually represents them pretty well, yep. and that pride really sticks out when it comes to James DeGaulle. Only gold gold medal Olympian and world champion. Only one. We look it up. But I'm with you. James DeGaulle with it. Get the win. You should do it convincingly. Keep it on the outside. Uh, crazy. Another thing, not even on that, but uh, added to the Kovalev Ward card, Ooh. you got a uh, Mighty Mo Hooker, mm -hmm. Maurice Hooker oh. versus Darles Perez. Okay, that's another one. So we're like, fight. yo, they're starting to add more and more and more mm. fights onto these cards within the next couple of months. I was just reading, a, I was reading an article by Dan Raphael from mm -hmm. ESPN Boxing. It was talking about how boxing just died the second half of this year, and it was disappointing this year, which I kind of see. I kind of see mm -hmm. just be, just because of the year that we had last year. Mm -hmm. Last year's greatest year in boxing that yep. I've personally been able to witness and in been a, a part time. of in a, in a long time. So I love that. There, this wasn't disappointing. You know what? 
that was disappointing about this year the fight that you the fights that you wanted to see which is multiple of them you didn't get to see which should happen next mm -hmm. year in 2017 but there was still a lot of great fights this year that happened so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna completely I think agree this, for this year the names was the only disappointing factor thurman and porter's probably the biggest fight this year yeah which was which still got made mm -hmm. and you know what even talking about that thurman porter fight which we already said what we yeah. Well, we can talk about that in a second. Mm -hmm. But the Thurman Porter fight, it actually makes your boy, uh, I say Th not Thurman Porter, but uh, Thurman uh, Garcia fight. Oh. Your the Thurman Garcia fight, it makes the Garcia bout that he's take that he took before this, mm -hmm. it makes it a little bit more tolerable. Okay. Get you a tune up fight before you fight Keith Thurman. So okay, <laughs> yeah, no, that's how that's how I feel I about it. Because right. if I didn't hear, if you don't, if you don't. Well, if you don't take it to Keith Thurman fight later, early next year, then they're going to keep talking. Let's call hold you that thought on Thurman because there might be some, thirsty thir some Thurman Thursdays coming up on Instagram. But Carl Frampton versus Leo Santa Cruz in the rematch. And that mm. undercard is Dejan Zlatkin Zl versus Mikey Garcia. That is going to be a very, very good fight. I'm not going to pick yet. Okay, I, I understand. I'm not gonna pick yet. I need to. I need to go back in my hole. I need to ignore all my phone calls and mm -hmm. text messages. And once I do that, then I will give you my pick. That's okay because that fight is not until January 28th. You have time to research, get your answer. Day correct. after my birthday. If you guys want to send gifts, let me know. Amazon wish list. You'll find it right there on Squared Circle 101 on the app or at Twitter.com. Talk us back with one. Hit us up. And I'll let you know exactly what shoot is into. So what kind of gift you want to get him for Christmas or his birthday. I'll send you the whole list. It's pretty simple. It's like, uh, what is this? Like magnums and uh, leather, <laughs> lube, boxing gloves, and hand wraps. <laughs> the hand wraps aren't for his I think hands. That, I, think it's a I, think it's a I think it's a bundle that it comes in, too. I, don't, I think you don't even have to get that separate. I'm pretty sure it's like a number three or something like this. It's like an order of McDonald's. hand wraps as a bandage because of long hours. Oh, God. Oh, oh man. All right, anyway. January... 28th is when you can find these fights. Carl Frampton versus Leo Santa Cruz in the rematch. We were just talking about that last week because we were talking about how Carl Frampton could fight, possibly. Ooh, uh, possibly fight the other champion. Lee, uh, Selby. Lee Selby. We were talking about how he is. Mm -hmm. And then one thing, we got into that just a little bit, but then I, uh, we both recognized that he, we still don't know if this is going to be a possible rematch. So I rematch picked, is um, happening. So I picked Leo Santa Cruz the first fight. Better pick him again, cause Carl Frampton will win. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna take him again. I'm gonna, oh. take, him, I'm gonna take him again. Hopefully, Leo Santa Cruz. Yeah, no. So hopefully, Leo Santa Cruz learned after his loss, and then Carl Frampton should be able to pay. So we'll see if Ricky hadn't got any more tricks up his sleeve, cause mm -hmm. I think he uh, put all his cards on the table this last fight. Yep. Next up is Adrian Broner versus Adriana Granados. Now Granados is a very very tough guy, out of Colombia. With a record of 18 and 4 with 12 knockouts. Now, this is actually going to be a very tough fight for Adrian Broner. Are you familiar with Granados at all? No, I'm not familiar with Granados at all. He's pretty good. He's a pretty so, good guy. So, <laughs> now, now before I do my research and I give you my... Well, before I give you my... We're not doing any picks so we get the fight. Okay. So, is he a boxer? No. He's not a boxer. He's no. a brawler. Yeah. Then Adrian Broner might have a problem. Because okay. that's the only people that he has problems with. Nice. He doesn't. He doesn't know how to. He doesn't know how to take the punch on the chin, mm -hmm. and fight out of those, and mm -hmm. to keep his boxing and keep his level head. So, mm -hmm. yeah. But 
after your two losses and how you fought and they fought the same exact way, you better know how Now, to I'm fight. not an Adrian Boner fan at all, by any means necessary, but I will say that I actually want him to win this fight. Well, if you're talking about a kid who has 18 wins, four losses, Adrian Broner better win just by, just by experience alone. Mm -hmm. Experience alone should beat him. Yeah, and, and uh, let's see here. Granados is the guy who knocked out Amir Aman. No, he didn't. Yeah, he, yeah, he knocked him out. Mm -hmm. No, no, see. He stopped him. He stopped him. Now, this was a fight that, no. You know, matter of fact, now that, we, now that you brought it up, the reason why he beat Amir Imam, who is one of my favorites, was because I sat there and watched Amir Imam not know how to uh, take no. somebody who smothered him the whole fight. Yep. Uh, Adrian Broner's a little bit bigger than that. I don't think he's going to be able to muscle him around like he did Amir Imam. I don't think he's going to let what happened to him with uh, Madonna happen again. I honestly, don't think, uh, I don't, honestly don't think this cat could beat Amir Imam again. Now, that mm -hmm. could just mean me talking, but mm -hmm. Adrian Broner should be able to handle this fight. It looks like he's been on a great winning streak. He beat uh, Christian Steele, Gaku Takahashi from Japan, and also Amir Aman and Ariel Vasquez. Looks like that was a dominating fight he won over a tune-up bout with Vasquez. Amir Aman is probably his biggest name on his entire list. It is. Besides his loss of Felix Diaz and his win over Kermit Centrone. And that's it. But that's an that's a old beat-up Centrone. Now, Granados, you better bring it because I'm actually... Might be rooting for Boner on this one because I want to see a fight with him and Mike Garcia. Whether, whether you root for him or not, Adrian Broner should be able he to better handle win this. this fight. He, he better be able to have a business. If you he can't, better win this fight. Because even when he beat Amir Mom, Amir Mom is still an up and coming prospect. He doesn't have the pedigree of Adrian Broner, even though he has the same exact talent. That's why they call him the Young Master. I feel like he can. I feel like he should still be able to beat him. Adrian Broner should have no problem with this. Now the next fight on this list of seven fights that they they went through on Showtime is going to be the one that we might talk about the most since Kovalev and Ward. And there's a lot of time between now and then. And that's going to be the Danny Garcia and Keith Thurman fight. I don't want to go too much on this, so we I'm going to try and reserve my to. thoughts and my answers. Yeah. Because I like both of these fighters. A lot. Okay. I like Keith Thurman a lot. Okay. One time is one of my dudes. I can appreciate his style. I love his personality. I love his fight style. I like Danny Garcia. Everybody underestimates him. Everybody counts him out. They they, they, they always think he's going to lose from the Amir Khan fight, even to the Eric Morales win. They count him out, and he won every single time. How do you feel about this fight without trying to say who you're going to pick? I feel like it's good because I can. I feel like it's whoever you have picked. No matter. Look, I don't give. I don't care if you're Burt Sugar. I don't care if you're Harold Letterman. Mm -hmm. uh, anybody who's watching Jim Lampley, any Max Kellerman. I don't care if you're mm -hmm. anybody of these guys. Whoever you pick is going to be a 51-49 split. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be completely comfortable who you pick fully in this fight because we've already discussed who I feel would win, even if I didn't like it, but. I don't see if they lose. I don't see that as an upset or anything like that. I don't. I don't see it. It's just like when we picked the Sean Porter Keith Thurman fight. No losers. There's really no losers. There's no, no losers in this really fight. So I can see. So I can see this fight really. I just want it to be better than the hype. Yeah. That's that's all I, I hope want. So. That's, that's all I want. I really hope so. It's better than the hype. Just for just for boxing's purpose, because I love the sweet science. Now you can hit us up at Talk to Speckle One at Twitter. 
We're also talking. We're also squared circle 101 at gmail.com. We are on facebook.com forward slash squared circle 101. Make sure you follow us in SoundCloud. Make sure you follow us on Stitcher. Make sure you follow us in the Google Play Store. Make sure you follow us on iTunes and tell your friends and family and download that Squared Circle app. How come you don't got it and tell your friends about it? This is the KTFO section. You want to be like, damn, go to the KTFO section. And you will see some, damn, like it's some big fat dude walking in the room. I'm sorry, oversized obese person walking in the room and you'll be like, damn. Because that's the kind of entertainment we came to bring you. Your power hour of the sweet science. We might even expand it and start talking about a little more of the sweet science. Like maybe just about myself. Or maybe my man, shooter, shooter. Nah, man, keep it's my so name, nice to nah, say it twice. Keep, keep my name out your mouth. Don't talk about me. I'll let you know if I want you to this know. This is the pound for pound champ from pound town, by the way. Now, I hope you really, really enjoyed that Bump City interview with Johnny Bumpus. Anything you got to say about that interview? Nah, man. You know what? Yeah, it's not necessarily just about that interview. We got a lot more stuff coming on, you guys. We got something real special for you guys in the next couple of shows. Mm, more interviews. Uh, more in, more interviews, but they're they just going to keep getting better and better. Mm -hmm. I promise you. Wait till you hear this, man. We got like... You, the first one we introduce you to, we introduce you to somebody who produced multiple Golden Gloves champs and champs throughout the city proven and all that. It's a proven system. Then the next time we get you, we got you to a light, we got you to a light world, a world champion, champion in the uh, lightweight Bump division. City. Just imagine what we can do. Those are our first two interviews. We ain't we ain't pussyfooting on this, man. There. We we, we gonna there. we gonna be on it. So be on the lookout, though. We gonna get better. That's all I gotta say about That's that, all you man. Gotta say. Okay, now it looks like PBC has got nine stations lined up for 2017, so another good fight year coming up. We got some good picks we might talk about. On the ending note, I want to know how you feel about Stephen A. being one of the commentaries in the Pacquiao-Vargas fight. Why? 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 Like, you know... I, I don't watch first take, man. It's unentertaining like to me. Yeah, I know you do. You this got is my bad. You got, you got you got bad taste. This is my Kardashian. I I I I don't. Mm -hmm. And Max Kellerman's out there pulling some strings, man. That that's the only thing I can say. I can say Max Kellerman, fine. I'll let I'll let you get. It's when your homie you get you got a job. You get your homie a job, man. That's that's how I feel about it. So, but I so really you're don't. so right now you're saying Stephen A. is just basically got the homie hookup. I'm saying he got the homie hookup. I'm saying he got, look. I'm saying he knows a decent. I know he's saying he may, he knows a decent amount he of boxing. A bit, he knows a little bit. You know why? Because that's his job. That's mm. one. You have nothing else to do but to talk and research sports. How much better at this would you be if you got that opportunity? Hey, I'll let you know in the future as soon as you tell everybody about talking smack 101 at twitter.com and download the app Square Circle 101. I guarantee we at the point now. If you just search Square Circle 101, we gonna be in that front page. You gonna find us. Tell your friends about us. Make sure you follow. Make sure you follow us on Holla SoundCloud. Holla at me, baby. Holla at me, baby. And I'm here to say sayonara and goodbye because today was a great day with the interview with a world class athlete, a world champion. So we had to cut it short. So I apologize if you want more, but you can get more, and that's every single Thursday. You can find got, us. And we got more episodes for you to listen more to. So if you want to hear my interviews. sexy voice, go ahead, go back in the archives, reach out, touch yeah. it. Now, I want to hear one more time with that quote. What, what did you say at the very beginning? I thought it went so perfect with that great interview we had with Bump City. Your new life will cost you your old one. Mm. So it should be self-explanatory, self but 
to be great, you're gonna have to give up. You're gonna have to shed some stuff. You're gonna have to get rid of dead weight. And I'm gonna tell you right now, based on the value, my old life versus my new life, not even close to the dollar amount of what it's worth. So I hope y'all take that quote by heart because what we're here to do is inspire you and make you want to do Sayonara. Peace out. We'll see you every Thursday. Got him, Square Coach. Circle 101.